You know, it's interesting that this time of year as we gather and we talk about all kinds of things, we get all excited about what God's doing in our lives and we think about the next year. But I don't know how your last few years have gone. My last few years have, have not exactly been smooth and clear. They've been a little uh, stressful. And I would suspect that many of you would say that that is the same for you. That you probably experienced a lot of noise the last few years and a lot of chaos in your life. If you haven't, uh, we need to talk after service because I think just about everybody within the world celebrated, or didn't celebrate, but suffered through some chaotic times. But it's kind of the opposite of what our theme for the night is, which is calm. And so as I thought about that and over the last few days, and particularly last Sunday night, I walked out of our house to go do, uh, we have a few cows, I went out to do the chores. And as I walked out of the house, I paused because it was nearly a perfect night. If you weren't outside and you happen, or you happen to go outside, you might remember this. It was wind still, the stars were shining really brightly, the moon was full, it was about 30 degrees outside. You could see your breath in the air and it was nearly perfect because it was wind still and it was calm. And I thought in my mind, I'm like, this is so cool. And actually, I walked a few more steps and my feet kind of crunched because the grass was just slightly frozen. And that crunching noise was the only sound I heard. So I stopped. And I don't know if you do this, but when I stop, my ears almost feel like they're deaf when it's so quiet, like if it's really, really quiet. And it was so quiet that almost deafness set into my ears. And I looked at the sky again and I thought, Lord, this is so beautiful. It's so calm. But my mind quickly jumped to the chaotic things of like the news media and all of those because just a few minutes before I'd looked at my phone and saw all the chaotic things that were going on in the world. So there's this contrast of like calm, peacefulness, and the chaos of the world that we live in. And you know, it doesn't seem to matter too much in these days whether you're a believer and you're a follower of Jesus or maybe whether you're not yet a follower of Jesus. Chaos is a pretty common theme. And Peace and calm are sort of scarce in our lives. And I'm going to talk about that for just a minute tonight because this idea of calm and peacefulness is actually, they're very similar. So they're actually synonyms if you look them up. If you look at one, you'll see the other and, and so on. But it's quite the opposite of the idea of anxiousness and agitated spirit that we see around us that's so prevalent. You know, you can look at whatever you want to look at. It can be the political landscape. It can be all the different things, the economy. And it just, in you, there's just this stuff can well up really fast. And you just get anxious. And you feel like, like where, where are we going? What's happening? But actually, when we look at what Jesus has done for us, it helps us to think about the real source of peace. Because when we put our eyes, the idea of this calm and the idea of peace is that we take our eyes from the source of the chaos and we take our eyes off of chaos and we take them to another source and we make a conscious choice to choose peace. When we make a conscious choice to choose peace, we look at the Prince of Peace. And that's Jesus. So where do we go to find it? Can we just conjure it up on our own? Like, actually, that adds stress to us, right? Like, when I just start going, oh, I just got to get peace, I just got to get peace, it actually brings stress. But there's actually some things in Scripture I want to look at tonight that I think are helpful. Some of you might know the Handel's Messiah. I don't know how many of you know who, what the Handel's Messiah is. It's a pretty famous piece of music this time of the year. Those of you who are musicians know, or maybe just like to listen to classical music. But it's an old piece written years ago. And there's a line in there, or a chorus in there, that comes straight out of the Scripture, out of Isaiah 9, verse 6. And it's talking about Jesus coming. And here's what it says. It says, The government shall be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, 
Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, we have access to the Prince of Peace because he lives in us if we are followers of Jesus. Now, a little bit of a side note here is this. You know, as believers and followers of Jesus, we really should have peace that no one else does because we have the source of peace living in us. And so, if you're not a believer, I'm like, you, you, need, to believe, like, you need to follow Jesus because that's the source of peace. But if you are a believer, you have the source of peace in you right now, right where you're sitting, right in your very seat. And if you're a Jesus follower and you've had that restored relationship already with God, you know that the Prince of Peace is there and he's in you, he's controlling you. You know, the Bible talks about peace a lot. Actually, it talks about peace over 400 times that I found mentioned in Scripture. There's peace mentioned, whether it's the Prince of Peace or the Peace of God. And it talks about it a lot because it's an important part. It even says in Scripture that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. So if we have the Spirit, the Bible says the fruit of that in us should be peace. The fruit of that should be calmness and peace. I want to look at Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 through 9 for just a minute. You can turn there if you have your Bible with you or flip on your device or it'll be on the screens as well if we read along. I want to just read through it. Uh, slowly, if you would follow along with me. And then also I want to go through and just talk about it briefly. So Philippians 4, starting with verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all the things you learned and received from me. This is Paul the writer. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. You see, there are some keys to peace and calm in us and I'm gonna go back and look at those. First of all, I'd like to notice a couple things at the very beginning when he says, don't worry about, what's it say? Anything. There are a lot of things that concern us, right? Some of you might say, well, I'm not really worrying, I'm just concerned, deeply concerned. Check yourself, all right? Because you might be worrying. But when he says, don't worry about anything, what does it mean? I mean. We have enough to worry about, right? There are all kinds of things. We worry about our families. We worry about finances. We worry about if your dinner's in the oven right now, which ours is, is it burning or is it cooking? Is it okay? Sorry, dear. But is it gonna be all right to eat when we get home? I, I think it will be. But like you're worrying about all kinds of things, right? But your list goes on and on, doesn't it? It goes on to all kinds of things of, that we shouldn't even be concerned about, really, because we have the Prince of Peace who lives in us. But the second thing he says and admonishes us to do is he says, pray about, next word, everything. What does everything mean? Everything, right? Like that means the stuff that you're like, God's not concerned about that. Actually, he is. You know, actually, he's concerned about your business, your children, how you're doing, how your budget's doing. 
He's concerned about your drive home. He's concerned about your kids driving home for Christmas, if you're my age and your kids are driving in for Christmas. He's concerned about these things. Like, God cares. He really does. He cares about what's happening. And he encourages us to not be stressed, but to not worry and to pray about everything. And when I say pray about everything, I might just add, you know, holidays are stressful. And maybe you have a holiday or a family gathering you're not particularly excited about going to. Can I encourage you for a minute? Pray about it. Ask God to bring peace into the situation. He's a good father. He promises to do that. But Paul, the author, who's the author of Philippians, goes on to say this. He says, tell God what you need and ask and thank him for what he's done. Then what does he say after that? God's peace or the calm, the peace, which is not like the world's peace, he says, because it comes from within us. It doesn't come from outside of us. So sometimes when we're stressed, what do we want to do? We want to calm everything around us and hope that brings us peace, right? Maybe I'm the only one, but I think probably I'm not. You want to calm everything around you, and if your spouse or your children would just calm down, you would have peace. Check. No. If you calm down and you let the peace that's in you, the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, bring peace, guess what? He brings peace to the situation. That's the God we serve. That's the Jesus that came as a baby that we just saw to bring peace to a world full of chaos. You know, the peace that the Holy Spirit gives us is what guards our hearts. The Bible says, this is what the scripture says, it guards our hearts and our minds. So guard your hearts and minds. But it doesn't stop there. Notice it goes on. It says we have a part to play, and it lets us know that there's another part of this that goes on. In verse 8, Paul goes on to say this. He says, um, Fix your thoughts. Now, the definition of fix, as it's used here, simply means settle your thoughts. It means take your thoughts, settle them down. Okay, it's the idea of fixing them. In other words, he says, settle your thoughts on things that are true, things that are honorable, things that are right, things that are pure, things that are lovely, and things that are admirable. In other words, spend your time and energy thinking about those things. So when your mind is in the wrong place, and it's not in truth, it tends to bring stress into our lives. You say, well, why does that happen so quickly? And I'm just going to say, because we have a real enemy, and his name is Satan, who wants to kill, steal, and destroy, and cause chaos in the world, and chaos in our lives. And he really doesn't care who you are, what's your pedigree, he wants to cause chaos in your life. And so when you're feeling chaos, many times you can look at the author of the chaos, and it's not the spirit that lives in you, It's not the Holy Spirit that lives in you. So when I start feeling anxious and I'm, you know, it's building in me and peace seems to be kind of fleeting, there's a couple things I like to do. And I want to just give you just a couple of brief ideas of things that you can go, oh, maybe that's something I could try. And maybe you've tried it, but I want to encourage you to go back and try it again. So first, we're going to pray about everything. Second, we're going to take inventory. And the ways I take inventory are kind of like this. You know, maybe you do it a different way, but ask yourself some questions. What is your mind thinking about? What are you being fixed on? You've prayed about it. You've tried to quit worrying. You're still challenged by worry and all the challenges that are around you. But then ask yourself the question, what am I, what is my, where's my mind going right now? Is it thinking about things that are true? Am, am I believing the truth? And I'm going to do something very practical with you tonight that I think might help 
we're gonna do a little repeat after me statement because I want you to understand that sometimes the reality is we have to take a conscious step to say, I'm not gonna live in this chaos anymore. I'm gonna live in a place of peace. And when we do that, we first of all, we, we pray. And then there's a couple things that we do. So we're gonna go through a little statement. It's about truth. And you can read after, repeat after me. So I'm gonna repeat a line and you're gonna say the next line. And I'm gonna ask you to actually think about what you're saying, okay? We're gonna start with this. I am not a victim. Jesus is for me. He loves me. And I am worthy of his love. That's something that's true. That's truth. So when things are feeling kind of chaotic, stop. Speak truth to yourself. Then I would encourage you to think about things that are right. So somebody does something wrong to you, a family member that's kind of maybe not kind to you. What, what's the right thing? Where, where should we be? Where should we, what should we do? The right thing, as the Bible talks about, it says to love those people who are sometimes unlovable, right? That's the right thing to do. Think about right things. And thirdly, just a couple, another thing is to say, then think about things that are pure, which is very simple but complicated at the same time. What am I watching? What am I listening to? What am I reading? What are the things that are controlling me from the outside coming in? The Bible says, think about these things. And it says, fix your mind on these things. That's what the scripture tells us. You know, the Christmas story is really all about the Prince of Peace. But the Prince of Peace lives in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit. You have the Prince of Peace if you're a follower of Jesus right now. If you're not a follower of Jesus, let us introduce you to the Prince of Peace. He'll bring peace like you can never imagine. He'll bring peace the world doesn't understand into the chaos that's all around us right now. You know, John 16 tells us, it's not that we won't face tough times because it says you will have difficult times. It's not that we won't ever have struggles. He says, you will struggle. He actually says that. But he says he won't ever leave us or forsake us. He stays with us in the tough times. He doesn't go away from us. You know, the ongoing presence of God in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit, actually allows us the privilege of living with God in us. He's not a God out here. He's a God inside. The Prince of Peace does live in me. We're not on our own to find peace because the Prince of Peace lives in us. He gives us peace, and peace comes from the inside of us to the outside of us. We are people of peace because of who lives in us. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for your goodness, and just thank you just for being here tonight, Lord, for the peace that you bring into the chaos of the world around us. Thank you for your love and your care in our lives, and Lord, um, as we come to you now and we worship you through a few songs, Lord. I pray that our hearts would be in a place of peace right now. Lord, what, is a, what goes totally against all the circumstances around us of chaos, that your peace would be in us because you live in us. And Lord, that we'd be able to worship you right now because of the peace that's in us and that your peace would continue uh, to bring us into a place even as we begin a brand new year into living in a place of peace and a people of peace. We thank you for your goodness. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.